Hello everyone, this is Merlisten, a BBC Merlin podcast hosted by Momo and Miss Snowfox. And this is a new podcast that we thought might be fun for us to record and for you to listen to. And we're going to aim for two episodes per month and we'll see if we can keep up that ambitious schedule. And, um, yeah, that's that's basically the idea, to give you guys a podcast to talk about Merlin the show and Merlin the fandom, basically. Because they are two very different things. <laughs> On occasion, yes, they are. And, and sometimes they overlap, but a lot of the times <laughs> fandom Merlin is very different from canon Merlin, and we yes. just find that intriguing and we like to talk about both canon merlin and fandom merlin and we figured we should share our thoughts because everyone will want to know them <laughs> well we have a lot of thoughts and uh i think everyone in fandom kind of has and i think a podcast is actually a really fun way to do it because you often will have these conversations with your friends and this idea was just kind of born out of our Skype conversations. We would just talk about the fandom and we just thought, well, hang on, maybe other people have the same idea. So why not just talk to the Internet? Exactly. And invite you guys to talk to us as well. So anytime you want to join the conversation, just, you know, send us a recording or Write us a comment or an email. We'll be giving you all the information at the end of this episode on how to contact us if you want to just get in touch and give us your thoughts, your feedback, whatever just provoked you to say something to us. So we figured that in this episode we're gonna tell you a little bit about ourselves, our experience with fandom, how we got here and so on, just to you know, ease you into the whole podcast thing a little bit, and ourselves as well. So, yeah, hi, I'm Momo, I'm Momotastic27 on Tumblr, Momo on Dreamwith, and Momotastic basically everywhere else, like LifeJournal and AO3. I think I'm also Momotastic27 on Twitter, if you want to come hang out there. <laughs> I frequently... A tweet about gay fiction quotes that made me laugh from fanfiction or even, you know, real in quote-unquote <laughs> audiobooks that I actually paid money for. So it, it can be quite hilarious sometimes, but also slightly disturbing. <laughs> I... <laughs> I write fanfiction, I sometimes record podfic, and I really enjoy analyzing, especially critically analyzing stuff that I love, hence this podcast. And I co-organized and co-hosted the Merthyr OTP convention Coinlot last year. And I am co-organizing a repeat event for next year. Yes. Which brings me to you, Rox. <laughs> That's me, because I'm co-organizing it. How f and it's a, and it's been a lot of fun. But yeah, it's 
it's uh it's a different experience that's for sure (laughs) it's it's, no it is it is a lot of fun and it's so great to like have met everyone last year and i i think the next time will be even better but um i'm uh i'm roxanne and i'm um miss snowfox pretty much everywhere occasionally with an extra x because someone has already taken it so um on tumblr i'm an extra x and on twitter but i'm basically that everywhere fanfiction.net live journal dreamwith i don't think i've ever posted anything on dreamwith but there it is because that was trendy at the time and uh yeah twitter instagram everything and uh my primary kind of thing that I do um that I'm I don't like I wouldn't say known for but what I post most regularly is um I'm a fan vidder and on YouTube I'm magical unicorn 22 so that's a plug right there and um I vid and I did used to write fan fiction it is available on the internet but I don't really write much anymore and I also when I have the time and the privacy, I also do record Podfic, but again, not for a few years, but it's on AO3, it's on LiveJournal, you can go and look at it, uh, listen to it, enjoy it. So yeah, that's, I'm a bit, I'm a bit of a kind of, um, I stretch myself too thin in fandom, as I've said before, I just want to do everything. Not Photoshop though, I can't, <laughs> I can't do anything like that, but I do too, but I try and do too much and then I end up not posting anything because I've got too many projects going on. But yeah. Uh, I, I know how that goes. Oh too yeah. Too ambitious. <laughs> Literally. Like I think the, the best projects, like the projects I really finished were like um, fan fiction for the most part because I participated in challenges and fests where there's an actual posting date with the deadline and like an obligation to post because I partnered up with a collab partner so I feel obligated to actually finish the thing and post it even that hasn't necessarily kept me to it I once once signed up for Real Merlin and I never even like didn't even write a single word yeah (laughs) but see in in Real Merlin I mean I, I did Real Merlin I took it as an opportunity to write an AU that I wanted to write. But in Real Merlin, you don't have the... Like, you get a posting date and everything, but you don't have the obligation to finish something for someone else. True. While with, for example, after Kamlan Big Bang, you partner up with an artist, and, you know, the artist does all this work, and you don't want to let the artist down by not posting or finishing your story because they already True. put in so much time and effort to yeah. create the illustrations so <laughs> this has really helped but yeah I do I do well with deadlines we have I mean we've kind of had a similar thing um, in the YouTube community I, I, I mean we can speak about this a bit later as well with our experiences in fandom but I uh, ran the collab group on YouTube called We Are Destined, which was a Merlin and Arthur-themed only collab group. Uh, it was the second Merlin-themed group on YouTube at the time. The first one was run by uh, one of my friends that was called Two Sides Studios, and they just did Merlin g- general content, and then I decided to run the the Merthyr equivalent of that. So that was actually a similar thing where you felt really obligated uh because obviously you have a song split into different parts and if people and 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 if you don't complete your part then that's a big issue but they're such small it's like 30 seconds or less of actual 
content um which you know you can do very very quickly but i made the mistake of signing up to about like six or seven collab groups and so i've got then a list as long as my arm oh my god or no competitions as well so they were you would have um competitions that would run on youtube where you could sign up with a particular fandom like some were fandom oriented and some were just very general and uh, obviously you they would have rounds and deadlines for the rounds and so if you didn't um get through and uh i would always like think why do you sign up for these because you know you hate having a deadline because it makes you not want to vid and then i would do it anyway and i would get given like things to vid that i didn't enjoy like I would be given an emotion, so like hate, and it's like I don't know any songs about hate, so it would just be like <laughs> an absolute nightmare. But I'd always feel very proud after I'd done it. But the amount that I just dropped out of because I just was like, oh, why do I do this to myself? So it's a similar thing, I'm guessing, with the ACBB and stuff like that. But I've never done a fanfic like thing like that. Maybe I should to get back into the writing scheme of things, but. I've been off the bike for quite a while. <laughs> well, it's time to get back on it. There's yeah. always there's always a challenge or fest or something you can participate in. If anyone that's listening to this, I want you to like bully me into writing. <laughs> I want you to just like spam my DMs with yeah. like, you know, write something, write something. So Virtu- there you go. <laughs> virtual butt kicking very much welcome. Exactly. Yeah. Which brings me to something more about what this podcast will be about. I, I, I already mentioned we're going to talk about the show and the fandom. And I'm going to start with a, with a disclaimer, which is that both Rox and I are big Merthyr shippers. <laughs> and, I mean, we're going to try to avoid bias for this ship, but you I'm know, I'm pretty good at avoiding bias. Okay, I, you I, are I because you also to. have other ships. <laughs> I used to be like, I think personally, I don't know if you found this at all, but I find that as you get older in fandom, you kind of change your approach to things. When I f- was younger, I would be like venomous against like my no TPs, and I would just like come at them. But now I'm just a bit more like, meh, mine's better. I, I mean, it's not like, you know, it's not like we're going to attack any no, ships or anything like that. It's just that, you know, some things, some opinions might be a bit murther heavy, etc. So that just as a sort of warning slash disclaimer. So you guys know what you're getting into, which is also yet again an opportunity for you if you don't ship Mirtha and you have a different take on something, send in your feedback and we'll be happy to, you know, talk about it. For so, sure, yeah. yeah. So, as I said, we're going to try to publish two episodes a month. And if we find that we can keep up with this schedule, then that might change in the future. But for now, we're going to see if we can do it simply by being, you know overachievers and trying to record like two episodes in one recording session um, <laughs> don't <I'll>... tell them that <laughs> <laughs> i have to we're tell them that like... because because uh we're also going to try to include as many fandom news as we can oh. like challenges conventions <laughs> fests deadlines which we all need the deadlines so yes. there's always uh, probably going to be the problem that by recording two episodes in one session, we might not have news every episode. Plus, mm. you know, there's not always 
um, news to have yeah. twice in a month. So we'll just we'll do our best. And if we miss any news again, please send in any feedback so we can learn from it and include the news as yeah. soon as able. Cool. Yeah. So we're gonna do review episodes where we talk about the actual show, where we review one episode from Merlin. And we're also gonna talk about individual characters, individual ships, and fanwork genre. And like, yeah, just general fandom chit-chat, things that we like, things that we don't like about the show, and just to look at it critically not necessarily bad or good just critically because i think we see a lot of the stuff on tumblr like in the tags and things like that but i think it's it's just really interesting to actually just have a discussion and hear people's thoughts on it as well so that's going to be a big part of this yeah we're also going to try to invite guests now and then on specific episodes when we're talking about specific (laughs) fandom things we're gonna try to get someone who creates this kind of thing in fandom to talk about it or has more. that interest specifically yeah. of this ship or this character so exactly for or like if you guys want to sit in on an episode review because there is an episode you absolutely love and you have a lot of feelings or um meta thoughts about it let us know and we'll set up um, an interview or something for you guys to join us on specific episode reviews. That's definitely something we we would like to have to get people on the show and share their thoughts with us and everyone Indeed. else. And of course we're also going to try to recommend some fan works every episode or at least every other episode which again might be Murthrish heavy because... <laughs> That's where we ship. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that, I mean, in my kind, I mean, obviously, I've only really followed people in the Mirtha fandom most of my time in, in this fandom. But I actually find that there's, I, I mean, uh, unless you ship, I don't know, like Arwen or something, I feel like there really isn't a huge amount of other fan works out there for other ships. That's my kind of experience of it. Like, if you look at, I don't know maybe maybe I'm just very blind to kind of the other so but even in the uh, now I feel there's a much more like a larger influx of for example the Percy and Gawain kind of ship and stuff but back in the day I feel like it it was literally like you either ship Mirth or you didn't like it's just you don't there's just really not a huge amount more especially I mean there are so many ships now that people like oh I ship this but actual content not a lot at all I feel like they've really dominated the actual content side of the fandom rather than the discussion, maybe. I don't know. What do you think? And Well, I think what I'm just thinking of is that, you know, I was trying to think about whether there's probably, like, there's probably as much Merthyr content as there is content for everything else overall. Like, you don't get as much content of, for example, Arwen or Perwain or any other ship or even Genfic as you get for Merthyr. And even if you took all of the other stuff together, it probably still wouldn't be as much. No, or even all. just 
almost as much as you have Merthyr yeah. content, which is not a bad thing. Because, yeah. you know, if people didn't want to see the Merthyr stuff, there wouldn't be so much Merthyr stuff. Um, but I feel for the small pairings and the rare pairings because uh, well, there's always we'll this... To, we'll get on to that when we... Yeah. And maybe, like, with our, because that's kind of what happened to me, but I guess we'll get on to that in a second. Yeah, we we'll, we'll get on to that when we get to these ships. It's just... Yeah. I, I feel for them because it's so hard to find mm. content for it that isn't... The backdrop to a murther thing <laughs> so basically <laughs> yeah so yeah we were trying to include wrecks of fan works and do that every episode or every other episode we'll see how it how it <laughs> goes <laughs> all right have some news Real Merlin has started up again. I know because I started it up again. The <laughs> Sen <laughs> Well the old mod Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> The old mod kind of disappeared off the face of the earth. They deleted every entry in the uh, old Real Merlin community on Life Journal as well as the support community and uh, their own journal is has been deleted, so um I was waiting for them to reappear magically because apparently that's what I did in the past but they haven't this time so I just quickly made a new one because I love real and I wanted it to run again so real Merlin uh, has started up again signups close on October 8th which is if you're listening to this on the day it comes out today so <laughs> this is your last chance to sign up for Real Merlin, you will have time to sign up until it's no longer October 8th anywhere in the world anymore. Um, if you don't know what Real Merlin is, it's a movie-based fanwork challenge, which means you pick any movie you like and base a Merlin AU on it. You can create fanfiction, fan art, fan videos, translations, or potfic. Then Merlin writers is doing a Halloween fic-tac-toe which means that you get a kind of bingo card and you have to create a fan work or multiple fan works that tick the boxes on your card. The challenge runs all October. Coinlot has announced that tickets will go on sale on the 1st of December. No prices have been set yet nor a schedule but both of these information will come soon, they promised. Again, I should know because I promised. <laughs> Winter Nights is doing another round, of course. Sign-ups run until late November, I think, because at that time the first draft is due and they didn't set any other kind of sign-up closing time, so I'm assuming that you can sign up right until the draft is due, which is, I believe, the 25th of November. Um, Merlin Emprek Month is a thing. I didn't know it existed, but here we go. Um, they're doing weekly prompts in October. They will post, I think, four different prompts every week, like a quote, a theme, a picture, and something else I forgot, I'm sorry. And then you can create fan work based on that and post it to the uh, to the community on LifeJournal. As far as I know, no signups are required. You can just join the fun. 
Merlin Stills is a icon contest on LifeJournal and they are looking for more participants. And finally, Lovely Prophet on Tumblr is looking for people to help out with a Merlin fanthology for the upcoming 10 years anniversary next year. A fanthology, if you don't know, is a kind of book that features fan art, fanfic, and other fan works that are printable. Um, yeah, and then you can, as a fan, buy this book and revel in the collective awesomeness of Merlin fandom throughout the last 10 years. And Lovely Prophet is currently looking for people to help moderate and organize this project. So go and check it out if this is something you want to participate in. The bottom author Tumblr Fest is doing another round this fall. It was announced just very recently. The festivities will be held for a week in November from November 13th until the 20th so if you want to participate in some bottom author goodness check out bottom author on tumblr and enjoy you know author taking it like a man all right new section done <laughs> <laughs> let's talk about ourselves some more <laughs> yeah you maybe want to start I'd... well i mean we were so i mean i kind of wanted to start off the the whole podcast with talking about our personal experiences with this fandom because there's no point talking about the fandom until we actually talk about how we both got into it and i feel it's really interesting because our experiences i think were completely different yeah First and foremost, because this was my first fandom. Aww. So I literally, I mean, not necessarily my first experience reading fan fiction, but actually participating in a fandom completely, not just watching something on TV, but on the internet. Um, absolutely. And I actually, so uh, Merlin obviously started airing in 2008 when I was, oh, 16 or 17 years old. I forget which one. But um, 2008, and I didn't start watching it until 2009. But all of my friends from school kind of were watching it casually. And I was like, oh, it's really not, not nothing I'd be into. And my best friend at the time was saying, you need to get into it. It's so good. And I would see commercials for it on TV. But I, for some bizarre reason, thought that Colin was playing um, Arthur because I didn't realize that. <laughs> I didn't realize that like Merlin was young. I was like, oh, like it, it just didn't cross my mind because obviously I knew the movie and uh, the Sword in the Stone and the Legend, and so I was like, oh, well, obviously he's he's young. I'd see him talking to a dragon like in the commercials. I was like, oh, well, you know, this is just dumb. Like I don't, I don't. This isn't something that I would like. And then uh, in 2009, when season two was airing, I got sent home early from school because I had the te a terrible flu and I was laying at home on the couch and I put the TV on and it was a catch up, kind of like a rerun of Lancelot and Guinevere. And it was a sequence where they were be uh, they were trapped in the cage and they were just about to be eaten by the by the wilderness. And then it cut to um, this like bit where Merlin and Arthur are trying to sneak past the guards and he's like, you distract them. And then he like pushes him in. And my mom was sitting with me and I and I said, oh, like, who are these people? And she was like, because she'd seen a couple of episodes and she goes, oh, this is um, this uh, blonde guy is Arthur. And I said, oh, well, then who's this dude with him? And he was and she was like, oh, that's Merlin. And I went, 
oh, oh, he's young. And I was like, (laughs) oh, that is interesting. And I just thought that is so bizarre. And I went on to YouTube and actually watched all the episodes from season one out of <laughs> order you know that like the, i which i think we'll get into this when we do the criticism side of it but it just goes to show how little continuity there was that i still <laughs> managed to find out what was going on and i was just like oh this is so cool and i just got sucked in like that i was i was completely enthralled and uh at the time did very much not ship Martha um at all I was completely didn't even realize that was a thing I just took it as it was at the time in the show which was that they were best friends and blah 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 and I shipped Merlin and Gwen like crazy because that was the dynamic that I always loved when I was growing up the kind of best friends kind of thing and she's pining for him and he doesn't know and they were both so kooky and I was like oh that's amazing um was very heartbroken when that didn't come to fruition <laughs> and uh yeah the actual the shipping of mirth because yeah so i so i guess i started watching it when when episode uh episode six of season two was the first one i watched as it aired so beating the beast part two like on tv it was the very first one that i ever saw and i didn't um actually start sh- sh- shipping mirth until i think I'd say probably the last Dragon Lord was when I finally accepted my fate. So I was like, <laughs> okay. Well, because the thing is, is because this was my first fandom, obviously, I had didn't grasp the concept of shipping something that wasn't canon. Like for me, it, like it, this was the first time I'd ever been like, oh, yeah, what? <laughs> and it was, and I, Wait, you can I do was, that? <laughs> right, because I was always on fanfiction.net looking at uh fanfiction for films that i loved so i would because i was a big film buff not really a tv buff at all at the time and i would go and then look for Merlin fanfiction and be looking for the ones that i liked and i was like hang on there's nothing here so who are people reading about and then looked and i was like what <laughs> i was like this is i mean i was very naive at the time clearly and i just remember thinking oh what is going on <laughs> i was just so terrified of all that whole side of the fandom ridiculous looking at it now because i you know now i love it but it's uh yeah so that was my kind of thing and and it was my first ever fandom experience which obviously yours it really wasn't so how did you kind of find it yeah i'm, I'm just thinking back to how i had this reaction with my first fandom back when I was uh, 14, 15 years old. Which... Oh, so it's normal then. Okay, good. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, you know, I um, my first fandom was Harry Potter. <sighs> and um, the first non-canon ship I shipped uh, was in Harry Potter. And uh, it was... Uh, oh, God. I Okay. <laughs> Deep breath, I'm gonna admit to it. <laughs> it was Hermione slash Snape. I was oh, that was okay. my very first OTP back wow. when I was um fourteen, fifteen years old. I got like my parents got internet in two thousand and one, which is when I was fourteen. And um and then I through different circumstances I basically stumbled over fandom and stumbled into fandom yeah. and um then i made a friend and they were like so what's your what's your pairing and i was like what what's a pairing <laughs> i don't understand 
and they recommended a uh, Snape Hermione fanfic to me, and <laughs> I read that, and it was like, it was a an explicit fanfic. <laughs> and I was like, wait, what? That is that's that a is that's a, really, a that's like, should I be read like yeah. you know I wasn't I, I was just like. People just write this and put this on the internet. Is Feels that is that really sick. okay? Yeah. <laughs> and then I was like, I was like, wow, this is interesting. This is exciting. I get to read something cool. which I normally wouldn't. And so yeah, that's sure. that. It's it's a really normal reaction to have. To wait, people do this on the and internet. Also, you know, I think what you have to understand. I mean, you know, this is kind of going into very dangerous territory, but I'll just mention it because it was actually a huge part of my fandom experiences in this fandom is that I grew up as a good Catholic girl. Mm-hmm. So for me, it was like, you know, two boys. It was actually quite shocking at the time because I was still very young and still learning a lot of stuff. So for me, yeah. it was like, oh my goodness, I should not even be looking at this. And then as <laughs> obviously like you get more and more into the fandom and when I started to actually think oh I think I ship this it was a huge guilt trip at the time and I think like fandom is actually you know for all its fault it's a really good experience in a lot of ways because it kind of can take you out of that kind of mentality because a lot of it is so open-minded you know for the for for better or worse you know it is it's like really good in that sense but yeah for me it was a big big culture shock um and I just remember saying to all my friends and at school that liked man I was like do you know what these people are writing (laughs) like not not like even the fan fiction side of things because like I said that like was quite normal to me by that point but just that it was you know Merlin and Arthur and I was like what? <laughs> but they're just, but they're like brothers. I said. <laughs> I was, I was that not that bad, people wouldn't like, ship them if they were. <laughs> yeah, well, but that, yeah, I was still ignorant to that. You know, I had never heard of supernatural, so I was. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was that was my that was my very first uh, fandom experience many many moons ago. And um, fast forward to when Merlin aired. At this point, I was well into fandom. <laughs> I was actually in Supernatural fandom at the time when Merlin um, started airing. I like Merlin started airing, and my best friend at the time, she was like, "Oh, we have to watch this. My sister is really into it." and she said it's so cool, and the the main characters there are a lot like like there's a lot of subtext there, and the actors are even a lot like um you know you can ship the actors a lot like you can ship Jared yeah. and Jensen from Supernatural, and I was a huge Jared and Jensen shipper at the time. Oh. So and we were like, okay, we're gonna we're gonna watch it together as soon as we find the time. And then she went ahead and watched it without me. Oh, nice. <laughs> and I was, I was so upset. I was like, out of spite, I didn't watch it for another couple of months. <laughs> because I was like, no, now I, now I don't want to see it. <laughs> you watched oh, it without no. me. I'm gonna be, you know, I'm gonna go into my corner and just pout about it. <laughs> so it took a while before I was like, all right, now I'm ready to watch it. 
show me this show. And so we sat down on a weekend and we watched the entire first season because at this point it had already finished airing and she had it on DVD. So we watched the entire first season. Yes, yeah, so I started watching, live watching as season two started airing. And my friend recommended some fanfic in the meantime and I read like maybe a handful of stories mostly ones written by Astolet at the time. I do remember reading um, Crown of the Summer Court at the time which is a Astolet canon AU fanfic which is which I think is mostly written after season one. Um, so yeah, that was mostly my experience. I watched the show as it aired from season two onwards. And I didn't really participate in fandom. I, I literally, I was one of those people who just watched the show and did, n- did nothing else with it. Like yeah. I was, of course I was aware that fandom is a thing and people were shipping Merthyr. I was low-key shipping Merthyr, but not you know, not actively doing anything in fandom or seeking out anything in fandom. I just wasn't at that point mm-hmm. back then. I still was um, involved in another fandom and then another fandom after that and then another fandom after that. And then the show finished 2012. And I didn't really get into fandom until I think 2015. Wow. What made you do it then? Potvik. <laughs> I was at work. I was at work. I work in a library. And um it's not a you know, it's a it's a specialized library and not many people come by every day and I have really tedious tasks that don't require any kind of you know, mental work in any kind uh, of any kind. So I can just sit and listen to audiobooks and at this point I had finished re-listening to all the Harry Potter audiobooks and a couple of other audiobooks and I was just like I just want to listen to something fun I want to listen to some potfic but there is like I was way out of Sherlock fandom at this point in time and I had listened to a lot of Sherlock potfic while I was still in Sherlock fandom and I was like there were a lot of good fanfics, but I just I can't listen to them anymore because I hate the fandom now. Yeah. <laughs> I hate the show now. I don't want to listen to Potfic, but there was this one reader whom I really liked. Let's see what else she did. And it was Fei Jay. Ah. And so I went looking for more Potfic by Fei Jay, and I, I downloaded all the Merlin Potfic that she'd done, and I started listening to I started with the ones that I already knew, like Crown of the Summer Court mm-hmm. and um, one or two others. And then I would listen to the student prints, as you do, of course. Of course. <laughs> and that's basically through the pod fake. I fell in love first with Arthur because, you know, a lot of the pod fakes are from Merlin's point of view. And of course, he falls in love with Arthur. And I'm just always like falling in love along with Merlin. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm just like, I love Arthur so much. That's Aww. how it happened. And then I got back into the fandom. I was just like, no, I really, I really like this. I, I really <laughs> need to re like, I had all the DVD, or I had the first two seasons on DVD. At home, mm-hmm. I've had them for years. I was like, I have to rewatch this show again. I have to get involved in the fandom again because I have so many feelings now. 
yes. I need to express them, and this is how it happened in 2015. Um, I just that's so interesting I just, that you kind of went left and came back. It just yeah, it just I slid like I got into it, and I just I got deeper into it than I ever yeah. was before, and here I am. <laughs> Well, years, I had a really years um, later, interesting experience with the way I kind of interacted with the fandom as it progressed because obviously I got super into it mid like mid season two and obviously these seasons are so short that you blink and they're kind of over. Yeah. And I, you know, went kind of fumbling my way through the fandom like towards the latter part of season two and then we obviously went on hiatus and we have a really long hiatus obviously here. Yeah. Um and in my best friend at the time and I kind of both just I kind of dragged her headfirst into the fandom side of things she'd already been watching the show but I was like oh my god and uh I mean that this is actually how we met because I was talking to a, another really good friend of mine in history class one morning and I because of the episode we were discussing I remember exactly what date it was and we were just sitting there and it before the teacher came in and I was saying uh I was kind of on the down low, deep in denial about shipping Martha and, I, and and it was about Beauty and the Beast part two. And I said to her like, oh, because they like went in for the hug, but he totally wanted to give him the hug. Like he totally wanted to go in for the hug, like seriously. Mm-hmm. And I was just like really like adamant that like I thought they were gonna hug. And like my friend kind of like went, oh, are you guys talking about Merlin? And I was like, <laughs> yes. This is like a Monday morning, and I was like, yes, come over and talk to us. And that then kind of went into a you know years and years and years and years long friendship uh, because of that one moment and that episode and um it kind of I kind of dragged her into it in that respect and uh she unfortunately was always an almond shipper and she like kind of she didn't even believe me when I said that Mirtha actually existed until the hiatus because what ended up happening was in that hiatus we just fell into the internet like head first read all the thing like i don't i think that hiatus must have been when i did most of my like interactions in fandom and what we did was we actually went to we were lucky enough to go to the bfi screening for season three and i remember saying to her like listen everyone there is gonna ship mirtha like just be prepared (laughs) and she didn't believe me at all she was like you're such a liar there's no way this is true and basically what ended up happening was you know the very first scene where he's like oh it's a little bottom sore and everyone's snickering and she turned Mm -hmm. to me and she was like what is happening (laughs) i I told told you you. so (laughs) and um what kind of yeah like that so season three was when i was like knees deep in the fandom like properly experiencing it the way that i you know have done every other fandom since and actually contributing to it a lot a lot more that was the season when i think i created we are destined and when all the club groups were popping up like season three was when everyone was like watching it and it became really popular and they got all the really good guests on and stuff like that mm-hmm. but also i feel like it's the season and we'll get to this obviously at another point where everyone was so angry because there was so much awful writing going on <laughs> oh, God. was just so and i mean this kind of brings us to the next segment of what we were going to talk about because at the time everybody was on live journal and now nobody well, i mean you're still kind of 
like using it a lot i haven't used it for years like i'm only using tumblr for my fandom like kind of correspondences and interactions but at the time you were um i would love to actually go and find my my old entries on the uh Merlin X Arthur comms for the live episode discussions because I remember for the season three episodes as they were airing I was like I cannot believe that Arthur's acting like this he doesn't deserve to be king and all of this kind of stuff I was so furious with the way they were writing him and obviously that's how everybody was um, talking on there rather than on Tumblr and it's just I feel like that's such an interesting shift that's been happening in every fandom really but this one was the one I noticed it because I started out on Live Journal, and then now, obviously, I I, I rarely log into it anymore. Yeah, so but the thing really is that a lot of um, the thing is that a lot of challenges and fests are still run on Live Journal. Like, um, part of the community is still very much on yeah. Live Journal. Like the After Camelot Big Bang is entirely run on Live Journal. A couple of other challenges and fests are run on Live Journal. I'm thinking of Pornalod, which mm-hmm. is um. The new Pornathon, of course. Pornathon before that was run on Life Journal as yeah. well. Um, there are other fests like the Modern Empire Fest. I don't know if that's ex- exclusively run on Life Journal, but the the community is still very much on Life Journal. The MXA Life Journal still exists, yeah. where you can promote your fan works. There's the the newsletter still on Life Journal, although that has also started posting on tumblr as well mm. so but yeah it's it's still on life journal it's just that you know you have to go there you, you go there just for these or at least i go there just for these challenges and these mm. communities and and a lot of the fandom is happening on tumblr because tumblr has a different posting format and different options mm. like for example, I'm thinking of GIF sets and graphics, which is a yeah. thing that works much better on Tumblr than it would on LifeJournal. Because on LifeJournal, yeah. LifeJournal is really great for, you know, discussion and this kind of thing. Because you have the you have the comment threads and you can yeah. react and everyone can read everything. While on Tumblr this kind of discussion is difficult because you know someone keeps disappearing yeah Yeah, someone posts a thing and then someone reblocks it and comments on the thing with another thing and then three different people reblock that all with a different commentary and you just so you just you lose track of the discussion because everyone reblocks it to their own Mm. blog to add their commentary but you don't get the commentary of the other people you only get the commentary of those who reblock each yeah. other and then you're missing out on part of of the discussion and this is something you know this is something that yeah doesn't really work that well on tumblr but it works much better on life journal while yeah. on life journal you might be able to post to one or two communities to promote the thing you did and link back to your journal and then people can come to your journal and comment on it but sharing something on tumblr like a gift set or a graphic set or whatever mm-hmm or even fanfiction, is much easier to share on Tumblr for the creator because people will share yeah. it, they will reblog it, they will comment on it, they will mm. like it, and this is much more feedback-based for yeah. the creator, but you don't really get the 
the discussion aspect of it where yeah, several sure, people but... can engage on a topic like for example as you said episode commentary etc mm. etc so but there is a, i mean but there has been i feel like this i mean huge shift from what i've seen i mean i kind of at the start of season four because we basically got a definite yes for the fact that there were only going to be five seasons i feel like i in like 2011 actually so i was super knees deep into the fandom during season three non-stop and i think season three like took so much out of me and i think a lot of my friends just kind of like the energy it took to get through that season i actually just kind of not fell off a little bit but in that summer um so obviously the show went on hiatus like at christmas and then during that summer where i would usually be enjoying the hiatus i actually got into the glee fandom and i was like that was my second fandom and i'd never and i had not been in any other fandom since like from season two to three of merlin i was like knees deep i was like like basically eating everything in that fandom that i could and that summer was just like glee 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 to the point that when I came back in the autumn, I had now these two shows that I had to contend with. And I was just kind of, I was working part-time in a restaurant as well, where on Saturday nights I would be at work. So I couldn't always watch the sh the episodes live like I could before. And so I kind of actually, not retreated, but kind of was a bit less active then and was reading less fic and doing less stuff and much more into the Glee fandom. When I came back after the show kind of, ended not that i ever left the fan i was just way less active than i had been for the first two years i was just so surprised by this different format of everybody using tumblr because i was so used to the glee fandom using tumblr but all of a sudden all of these like almost like these bnfs that i'd gotten to know through live journal there were all these different names all of a sudden that i now had to contend with and be like oh <laughs> what do they do and what are they known for and it was a completely different world that i kind of you know thought about but even for example like for thick i feel like ao3 has just exploded recently like it's always been there but i just feel like when i started out everything was on live journal which the format yeah. for reading things on there is not the best but at the time it's all you know we would go on to like the kink meme and stuff which is a night i mean i can't imagine reading things on there anymore because how did i put up with that format but that was all we had but now every like ao3 is like the main place that you would go to go get your fanfic whereas when yeah. i first started out it, it was fanfic.net for sure and live journal i mean i don't know how you feel do you do you think that's true or is it just that i didn't really use ao3 that much and i didn't I mean... notice but I mean, when I started reading fanfic, fanfic was still hosted a lot on private websites. Like, I read a lot of um, Harry Potter fanfic on dedicated fandom archives. Mm -hmm, like, you mm -hmm. had a lot of specific Harry Potter archives, even dedicated pairing archives that were just hosting fanfic for this specific pairing there were like two or three for um my first ship in harry potter mm -hmm. and then there were others for other ships in harry potter or for specific characters or specific mm -hmm. like i'm sure there were archives for just marauders era fanfic etc yeah. and then of course there was fanfiction.net and private hosting and then life journal became more of a thing and a lot of people were hosting. Like, I remember reading most of the Supernatural 
fanfic I read was on LifeJournal because that's where people posted their fic at the time because fanfiction.net wouldn't allow explicit content. At the time. but pe- At the I mean, time. People and, got around that pretty easily, I Yeah, feel. but still, still, posting on fanfiction.net is still a bit of a pain, let's be honest. And mm. I, I don't like... I used to read on FFNet, but I don't anymore. Not not if I can avoid it. And so people... So people spoiled by the lovely format of AO3 now, but... Yeah, but I, also, I even prefer reading on LifeJournal to FFNet, honestly, because oh, really? just... Yeah, I do. I do, because... Because fanfiction.net has a very limited um, way of how you can post things there is a lot of formatting formatting it wouldn't allow and a lot right. of things it it you can't do there so i'm not i'm not a big fan of right. fan fiction net i mean i will use it if the story isn't available anywhere yeah. else but um at the time when i was using life journal primarily it was like really the whole fandom as you said was on life journal fakes were posted on life journal and then um and then AO3 happened because of yeah, stuff yeah. Hap- happening on LifeJournal. There's a whole history there, which I'm not going to go into now. Yeah. But um, and yeah, yeah now and <laughs> now you go and now it's AO3 where you go to find your find your fan fiction because I mean it's yeah. there and it's and, and it's great. And so much other stuff. Yeah. Yeah. So, but that's what's great, and I feel like fanfiction.net, even even with all the formatting difficulties i find it really interesting because i was always on there and that's where i would find all the stuff that i was reading even before merlin and i feel like that's because it's basically a you know no offense to the creators of ffnet obviously you know but it's a shittier version of ao3 in the sense that you know it's great because you do have those categories as opposed to live journal like everything is in one place whereas on lj i feel like you really have to know what you're looking for and yeah. most people are posting in the comms which yeah. not everyone is posting in the comms. so or you have to actually be admitted into the comms yeah but i mean um posting your story to the comms or like at least you promote your stories in the comms was very common at the time like these days yeah. i feel like people don't really don't really do that anymore nor on tumblr or on live journal it doesn't matter people just post it to AO3 and then trust that people will have oh, subscribed yeah. to the RSS feed of that tag that you use. Mm. But not even everyone does that. Like, I subscribe to a few RSS feeds, but I still, like, when I post any content I created, I will post it on AO3, but I yeah. will also post um, promotion in specific uh, live journal comms in Dreamwood com- comms mm. and on Tumblr because I'm like I'm gonna expose this thing because I spend a lot of time making yeah. it and I'm like I'm selfish and vain enough that I want as many people as possible <laughs> to look at it. So, uh, but plus I'm I'm I, I'm coming from that from that mentality where you post something to your to your journal or whatever, and then you go to the comms to tell everyone, to hey, comms, I did a yeah. thing. Because not everyone is going to be following your your writing yeah. journal or your personal journal where you posted this. And um, that's just 
that's just how I do it and how people did it back then. Yeah. I used to go to the MA com all the time, but honestly, now in like 2017, the only com I think I even regularly, and I say regularly very loosely, visit is Merlin Podfic because I think people are still kind of posting there. Mm-hmm. But truthfully, I will on a daily or like, you know, kind of a few times a week basis, I will check the AO3 tags of what I'm interested in, which I think just goes to show how how well they've done with that site because it's just it's such a useful resource for so many different um things, not just fic but podfic and a lot of other stuff. Obviously it, there's not a lot of room for kind of interaction in the sense that you know kind of having a discussion going unless you're doing it in the comments but i find that actually finding content it's revolutionized the way that i kind of read fic for sure and even the format is gorgeous and you know the fact you can do pdf is just wonderful and all the rest of it and i love 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 the fact that if you're using it correctly obviously you have that feature of being able to find other works uh, inspired by yeah which i think is so great i mean kind of you have to rely upon you know people being aware of material that you've kind of done on live journal maybe linking back to a podfical kind of fan art but it's just i find now lj feels very dated to me now and it's not even a tumblr thing i do think it's more of an ao3 thing where it's so aesthetically pleasing and everything is just in one place that now going to LJ, it's, it, it just feels like a lot of work to me. And I don't know why I didn't feel that before, but it, but, but, it, but it is a lot of work to kind of sift through everything. And the format is really not nice for mobile devices. Obviously, back in the day, we were all secretly reading on our computers, which is a lot easier than when you're trying to do it on your iPad or your phone. Imagine reading an LJ post on your phone now. Yeah. That would be an absolute nightmare. But um, the I mean, there is thing... there's an LJ app, but still, I, I personally yeah. I don't like it all that much. But it's still, AO3 is much nicer. Even if AO3 doesn't have an app, it's still really, it works really well on mobile yeah. devices. And I think they did a really good job. Yeah. The one thing I really do miss, even though the format was a nightmare, is I do miss the kink meme because I actually think the majority of the fic I was reading at the time was actually through that because it was just constantly being updated. And I loved it when they would put the new rounds up and seeing all the prompts and hoping that this one will be filled or hoping that that won't be filled. And I think like a lot of really big writers were consistently taking prompts. I mean, I record, you know, a plug, but, you know, we'll get to this uh, at when we do the podfic episode but i recorded the good times are killing me which is one of my favorite fics in the fandom and was written by minor hugh which was a prompt on the kink meme which is like which i think is still one of the only places you can actually read it like actually physically read it i don't think it's yeah. on their journal at all so yeah, yeah it's um that was a there's, really yeah awesome there, there's really good fic that came out of the of the kink meme i mean the kink meme Someone tried to revive it, like I think <laughs> early this year or maybe last year. I I'm not sure, but I don't think it was successful. If I'm that wrong, please someone me. correct me. But I don't. I just think that the times of the kink memes are sort of over. It's so sad though, because at least like, in this I, fandom, I love a good prompt. I think now the the prompt culture is moving more towards actually going. It onto Tumblr, like which is where most people I think are kind of prompting, kind of, and just going yeah. into the person's 
DMs and being like, yeah. or, they are, or they'll ask for prompts and they'll say, oh, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And yeah, because yeah. I see a lot of fics that start with prompt, blah, 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 blah. And I'm like, yeah. well, where are you getting these from? I mean, there are, there are like prompt tumblers, entire prompt lists yeah. on Tumblr. And I, I think that's part of why the kink memes have mostly died down. So, yeah. Um, okay. Yeah. We, we Do you maybe a... want to briefly talk about YouTube as well? YouTube, because clearly yeah. that has changed and I don't know anything about the YouTube fandom, especially yeah, I mean, Merlin fandom on the YouTube. The YouTube fandom, I mean, I would really love it if other kind of YouTube people that were very active on it at the time could come and give us some feedback on this because obviously I'm on my own here, but I was hugely active in it it was really my niche where I did a lot of work and um I remember at the time there being a huge community that was fostered and you know it was quite clicky like I'm not gonna lie about that but it was it was really nice because it was just um you know seeing all these communities kind of forming on LJ and you know YouTube was kind of the place where I found my little niche and obviously you know it takes another thing to learn you know to learn how to use this software just like photoshop and all the rest of it but it basic i mean i started out really on the most basic level which was like windows movie maker or something and when i actually found a way to use more advanced software it was amazing and then i was just constantly learning and learning but we had you know i mean i'll just give out a few plugs to anyone i mean they're have either now left fandom or aren't vidding anymore but there was um I like you 31 who was an Arwen Vida, but I loved everything that she did and we were really good friends. There was a uh, uh um Miss Cynthia 17, Sue Winchester M26 Pro. Like these were all people that were like regularly posting to YouTube and we would all look at each other's stuff. And this is in the days I would argue when kind of YouTubers weren't really around. So your sub box if you were on there and you were in fandom was really only full of that kind of content. And then the kind of rise of collab groups and stuff like that came out of it. I would say YouTube, unfortunately, what I've realized, and it kind of took me a while to, to realize it, is it is a very kind of, it likes to move on very quickly. So there are still people that are bidding well, and obviously, like, I'm one of them. There are other people. But I have found that everything that's in my sub box nowadays that comes from vidders, fan vidders, is all stuff that's current people are vidding you know they'll create a tribute to the newest episode for their otp or they'll do like a season wrap-up of their journey or whatever or that kind of stuff and i feel like people going back and vidding a show that's like you know five or ten years old it's very rare and you don't get a lot of feedback from that unless it's something that gets a lot of um kind of publicity in the fandom as it were so you know i did that vid um for the coin a lot convention and and it was posted to like you know tumblr and everyone was reblogging it and stuff so it's actually got a really good amount of views but a lot of the stuff i post now for merlin is just completely overlooked because people are more interested in oh gosh what is coming out at the moment they'll be more interested in what's coming out with once upon a time or they'll be more interested in what's coming out um is supernatural still even a thing i get i get lost i, I I was never in that fandom. But, they, they still yeah, have. Same. I think they still have one season to go, and then they're finally gonna kill it, <laughs> um, which you know, is just was, about time. Yeah. It is all about kind of that instantaneous kind of reaction, and you know, I was doing it because if you look back over my catalogue of work, you know, you'll find in little brackets kind of a thing of you know, this is for this episode, and blah blah blah. This is a tribute to this episode, um, and you know, that is definitely a thing, and I think that. 
I kind of was one of the last ones to realize that Merlin was kind of over when it was part like and it's a it's a really sad kind of day when you realize that because obviously it seems like the fandom is still going a lot of the time on other platforms and on youtube it just really isn't and i'll get people commenting saying like oh i admit like you know your vids make me feel so nostalgic and i'm like well because that's how i still feel about it and i it's really difficult because i feel like especially when you have like music involved and stuff and different styles like i can tell straight away when i look at a vid when it was made because the there was so many fashions that were coming in and out of the way you would edit and the kind of colors you would use like i could i would never imagine people that are vidding now to use the kind of color palettes that we were using back in like 2011 like it would never happen they would be overlooked straight away but um I think uh, I think it, we we should bring like a YouTuber on at some point and do like a a longer episode on this because it's there's so much that has changed. But definitely Merlin is one of those things that I feel like has become so not current anymore, which makes sense because I guess you know how you know unless you're writing fic, which is obviously completely new content all the time. You know you're creating new scenarios all the time. If you're just editing stuff that is never going to be renewed like there's not going to be any new episodes there's not going to be any new visual information then yeah i guess it makes sense that people kind of move on to stuff that is giving them new information you know and that kind of stuff um doesn't make it any less difficult because if you are a vidder and that's where you find your kind of corner of the fandom when people aren't interested anymore in that side of things it is quite hard but i mean feel free for anyone that's listening to kind of you know correct me on that and be like no there is still people doing it but i look all the time and i i mean i know how much of it there was before and if there is still people doing it it is a very small amount and it's quite sad i mean i don't know do you feel like there is a similar thing with and like other content in the fandom that's being created i mean i'm sure there's been a decrease anyway but i think there has been the biggest decrease is definitely on youtube i mean again i only got back into fandom a couple of years ago of after course, the show yeah. had finished but what i have noticed is that obviously i got back into the fandom because of potfig and when i first started listening to merlin potfig especially merther potfig i had so much to catch up on like there is there is a ton of Merlin pot fig and a ton of really good Merlin pot fig and really yeah. long Merlin pot fig. And so it took me a while to really catch up and, and really go through everything that I was interested in listening to. And um, I, I lowered my standards bit by bit, going for shorter <laughs> stories and because going for lower ratings, etc., yeah. etc. Et so... At this point, I can confidently say that I have listened to every Merlin Potfig that even remotely interests me, which amounts to a couple of hundred Merlin Potfigs. Yeah. And which means that, you know, a couple of hundred Merlin Potfigs have been created in just the, just, you know, quote unquote, just the yeah. 10 years or almost 10 years that this show has been around but what i've noticed is that not a lot of new merlin pot fake yeah. gets made compared to how much there must have been in the prime of the show 
Like yeah, when I so when I stuff. because I follow several podfic communities and uh, on on Life Journal and Dreamwith, and what I see is a lot of podfic for um for other for a lot of for a variety of other fandoms like Marvel for example Marvel will have a yeah, lot of podfic I, and Star yeah. Wars gets a lot of podfic <laughs> and of course any new fandom like last year when Yuri on Ice. Air, there was an increase mm. of fig for Yuri on yeah. Ice, and so popular fandoms, of course, you know, because yeah. that's that's where the that's where the people go, and of course, it's great that new fig gets created for that, but of course, it also means that older fandoms don't get as much new yeah. fig content as before, and like uh, part of my and I know your favorite readers will move on and not and do moved. any and, and will not do more Merlin Podfic, which is just a shame yeah. because there but was... it's the same for YouTube. Like I, you know, but actually what I found and I don't know if it's just because that's just been my rotten luck or if you, you I mean I've done both Podfic and Vidding. I would say Podfic actually takes me not longer but I, but I I can't just do it. Like I can't just sit there and do it. You know, if I'm vidding, I can do it anywhere. I, technically, I could just take my laptop anywhere and do it. Put my earphones in and concentrate. That's not the same with Podfix. So I would say that takes more out of me, and I've done a lot less of it as a result. And with vidding, I just find like it's been my rotten luck that my community of friends, and they were actually friends, and you know, people. Uh, this is not really fandom related but when msn was still a thing and that's how you would actually chat everybody would be chatting to each other on msn you'd have like five conversations going at once all of them being vidders all of them talking about oh my god it's fucking crashing on me like this is like freezing or whatever and like trying to vid while chatting at the same time consistently and that is actually msn was my fandom platform not live journal like that's where i was all the time was on those um chat rooms and now they've actually just all stopped altogether because none of them really wrote okay a few of them wrote fic very few very few they were all of us were invested in youtube i think i was the only one that actually did other stuff outside of the youtube community and um they were all they've all just left they they're their channels are still there for me to enjoy to like you know sit there and cry and basically they've all just left fandom because of real life and they don't do anything else online and, and they probably have tumblers because everyone has one now or twitter but yeah and it's just so sad and it's just and because i joined the glee fandom in the interim of when that decline was happening when i came back i was like hang on where are you guys it was just so bizarre but i feel like with podfic i feel like people do still kind of do it they still have continued which i just look at them and i say i mean good on you because it takes so much work like how do you find the time and i'm also a bit jealous that my side of the fandom kind of left for real life and left all their work behind and now there's nothing like they're not participating anymore or they've moved on to other fandoms the traitors i'm like <laughs> so angry i'm the only one that i think the main fandom i still vid is merlin all the rest of them have either left completely off youtube or their current main thing that they vid is no longer merlin once in a while they'll vid something new but you know that's what happens when you're head over heels for a fandom that's actually like the show is now kaput like it's done so that's yeah. the, you know that's just kind of a sour note to end on i suppose 
<laughs> oh no. You can always rely on me to lower the tone of the conversation. <laughs> oh god. So, let's do some wrecks. Mm -hmm. Do you have some? Do you want to start? Um, I guess the most recent thing that I just keep raving about non-stop that I listened to, and it was quite a long time ago now, but we've discussed this, is every story is a love story. Like, I just Aww. still listen to it all the time. The and story. it's a podfic. Um, I definitely advise you to listen to the podfic version. I always advise that. Merlin is a writer, Arthur is an editor, and the editor-in-chief, I believe, of a uh, uh, of a publishing house that he owns and inherited from his father and um basically one is in love with the other and shenanigans ensue but it's one of those um fics that i so rarely see in this fandom where the relationship between them is just so like lacking in animosity like they are just best friends and i, I rarely see that yeah which is really surprising but because obviously the show is so angsty and that's obviously where everyone draws it from which is fair enough but because this is a modern au it's just all that servant master angst is like uh, uh, stripped away and they are just the best of friends and arthur is so kind that's the other yes. thing that i rarely get to see uh, and i actually left a comment for the author saying i've never seen their dynamic so tender before and thank you so much for that because it's so refreshing and the reader has such a pleasant voice which just helps with all of it and uh, it's just such a comfort story for me it's just whether you read it or you listen to it it's just a wonderful comfort story i i definitely second that wreck mm. mm. what about you i picked two and I picked two um, after Kamlan entries from this year. Mm -hmm. One is probably a surprise to exactly no one who has looked at the at the ACBB stories from this year because it is Evil Overlord Inc. by mm -hmm. Footloose with art by Mushroom Tail. It's rated mature. It's uh, 138,000 words long. And it's basically it's a modern AU with magic in which uh, magic users and magical cre creatures are um, persecuted and discriminated against <clears throat> like magic is not exactly illegal but it's real it's really difficult for magic users or magical half beings or beings to find work to get um, to even get a proper education etc etc mm -hmm. and in this world, the concept of being an evil overlord is a totally legitimate career path. <laughs> <laughs> and Merlin has finished his studies. I think he studied physics. Um, and he's finished his, dis his degree. And he's like, what am I going to do now? And his friends all are like, they get drunk one night and they decide that Merlin should use... Um, and Merlin should become an evil overlord, so they put an advertisement on Craigslist and um, basically Craigslist. advertise him, <laughs> basically advertise him as an evil overlord who will come in and save your problems for you for wow. um a, for a reasonable fee. And what I love about this story is that, it, like, it's it's part ridiculous like you have this world where evil overlords are a thing that is taken seriously like you know 
We are laughing about it, but they are taking this seriously. That's amazing. And it's just, you know, it's just a thing, a legitimate thing people do. And it's just, and you don't, like, it's not crack. It doesn't even read like crack. Just you, you get into the story and at first you're like, is this for real? And then it's just, the story takes itself seriously, but it's also funny in its own way and it's just it's so well written which is something i would expect from footloose honestly but it's just it it blew me away and it's just so well and i i was reminded of um terry pratchett at times like i i read exactly two discworld novels where you have this whole entire slightly ridiculous uh alternate universe as well and it's just uh Evil Overlord Inc. just reminded me of that a lot. It's except that I like Evil Overlord Inc. a lot more than I like Discord. <laughs> but it's just, you know, it's it's this ridiculous thing which in this world is entirely serious and taken for granted and it's just that's wow. just how things are and it's just really well written. So that's my my first rec. And the other one is Distant Echoes by Sarah Bochan with art by uh Lao Paperman. The rating is teen and up, and it's uh, slightly shorter than Food Loses. It's 33,500 words long. It's a reincarnation fic in which a young author, he's like, I think maybe six, seven, eight, something like um, elementary school age. Um, he starts having dreams of Merlin only that he doesn't know that this man's name is Merlin. He just dreams of a strange adult man um, once every year. And he just, um, when he dreams, he just sort of is there. He's present for whatever this stranger is doing in that moment, no matter where he is at that mm -hmm. time. And the stranger doesn't see or hear Arthur in any way, but it's just Arthur that can observe everything that's happening in at this point in time in Merlin's life and as Arthur gets older he's determined to figure out who that man is and why he dreams of him and I really like this story um, and not just because this is my friend who wrote this I just I really uh, she told me about this concept um, before she started writing it and it's just I really like this sort of almost unique take on the reincarnation trope in this fandom because usually we get to um, see what it's like for Merlin as he waits for Arthur to come back or when Arthur has come back for Merlin how like for Merlin to search for him or to help Arthur adapt to um, the new world or you know just um, it's usually from Merlin's point of view that the whole reincarnation thing is explored and this is just Arthur, as a child reborn in the 21st century, dreaming of Merlin and trying to figure out what's behind all of this. And Merlin, who is completely unaware that Arthur is back, who has no inkling whatsoever that Arthur has already reappeared in our time. Ah. And so it's just, you know, it's just the <laughs> other side of the coin, if you will. <laughs> Um, just to, to see what it would be like if it were Arthur who, you know, got hints of what they used to be first. And so I just, I, I really, I really enjoyed that 
that whole thing. So definitely go in and read that if reincarnation fig is your is your thing. We encourage you guys to send in your own feedback um, in any way you want. You can record it and we will put it on the episode or you can just leave a comment on AO3 or email us at, here comes the email address, it's merlins.podcast at gmail.com. This is where you can send your feedback, your links to your recordings or your audio files of your recordings you can also upload them and comment on AO3 with the link or just you know type up your reply and comment on AO3 or via email we will do our absolute best to address all of you in the episode that we are going to record after we've received your comments so yeah definitely definitely go for it Tell us what you would like, because we've basically come up with as many different things as we can imagine. But feel free to comment and say what you'd like. And obviously, if it's already in the pipeline, then we won't necessarily, you know, change anything. But if you come up with, by by some miracle, if you come up with something (laughs) we've not thought of yet, we'll absolutely go and do that. And if you want to, you know, come and be a guest and talk to us, um, if you're a content creator or you know you've been there since the beginning or you've just joined and want to share your perspective on on things please because uh you know we we're we're quite we're quite lucky that we do have that kind of different perspective where i was much earlier and and momo was much later but um i think even though we both watched the the show going from season two forward but we just (laughs) have completely different experiences of fandom because you just you just fell into it right away and i just got into it a couple of years ago it was just a mistake though i don't even know how i like how i did it and like (laughs) i said it's like the best thing that i ever did like completely and utterly the best thing i ever did but um yeah yeah, it was great Mm. so that was that's our kind of fandom history yeah i'm sure that i'm sure that these discussions will come up in other episodes though because i think our experiences of fandom are always relevant to anything else of course they are they are yeah Mm -hmm. and i think that is our episode yeah the next episode will be an episode review of the dragon's call which is the pilot episode aka the day our lives ended basically (laughs) (laughs) excuse me don't you mean began (laughs) no i mean that famous tumblr post of the day we sold our souls to mine. right yes yes that would so, be that's definitely that episode the day so when it all started when we all okay, descended so, into mother hell <laughs> i think that's all we've uh got time for and have to say about that so uh thank you very much guys uh i'm miss snowfox and i'm momotastic and we'll hear from you guys next time yes bye Bye.